When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Hawks win 4-3 in overtime against the Arizona Coyotes. Alex DeBrinkett's 40th goal. We're going to break it all down. We're going to wish a happy birthday to a Blackhawks legend and get into some of Derek King's roster decisions as we go on here. Jay Zawoski, Greg Boyson, Mario Tirabasi. We're presented, as always, by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two grand in free bets. Two risk-free bets, up to two grand, that is. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And fellas, I collaborated with our buddy Craig Morgan from Arizona. Which team has it worse, the Hawks or Coyotes? The Coyotes are it's worse. It's official. Let's go. Woo! The Blackhawks are not the worst. Kiss our ass, We're Arizona. I don't know. Good this lord! Is, we, we have to entertain we're, ourselves at this we're, point. Way to split that season series with the Yotes, boys! Yeah, Woo! we're trying to match that energy that uh, Big Dave and Matt bring <laughs> during the Bulls not games, happen. and uh, oh, I man. am concerned for them. Uh, they need cardiologists immediately. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, a win is a win is a yeah. win. I will. I I have decided that the Chicago Bulls cannot make it to the NBA Finals because it will kill Big Dave and Matt. For the good of Big Dave and Matt. And I like those guys way too much to see them have to drop dead right here in our our studios. But uh, Precisely. Fun night. Fun night, Blackhawks. Remember when there was a time when we were all like, Ooh, the Coyotes are in the Blackhawks division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get fat and happy on those games. Uh, now the Coyotes are probably like, yeah, the Blackhawks <laughs> are in our division. <laughs> well, look, it, it felt it felt that way early, right? The Hawks scored 42 seconds into the game <laughs> on the back of uh, offensive juggernaut Jake McCabe. Yeah. Um, and they played well. The first period was really good. Then the second period, eh, not as good. <laughs> and then... It just felt inevitable in that third that Arizona was going to tie it up. We called it watching the game. We said, hey, they're up 3-1. This game's totally going overtime. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At least it's a 9 p.m. start. Yeah. At least it's got that going for it. Yeah. (laughs) 9.30 tomorrow. (laughs) Can't wait. Yeah, at least that that overtime didn't take almost all five minutes. (laughs) My God. We have all offseason to get into NHL overtime, but something needs to change. I love (laughs) three-on-three overtime when it's it's exciting to me. I've always been a big fan, but I don't love Blackhawks three-on-three overtime. That might be it. That might be the yeah. They just love to, like, (laughs) skate it out of the zone and set up again to skate it out of the zone again. Like, move forward. It became, like, this new trend around the league. Where skating the puck out of your own zone to reset became a thing. I, 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 you know, I was watching the, the, we were watching the overtime, and I kept thinking, like, remember when the when three on three overtime was first a thing, and every overtime was like chance, 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 yeah. chance, and yep. then someone would score, and now it's just like now it's if you get if you win the opening faceoff, you're guaranteed the first like ninety seconds of possession because all the teams love to just skate it out of the zone and try again. And Rob Rob Manford, the MLB commissioner, loves to like ban things. Why don't we get him in the NHL to ban the backwards pass in overtime? There, there should go. be and like power play. If you've ever played Call of Duty. <laughs> Uh, or or Fortnite, as like the map closes in on you, they should have that from the defensive zone where there's just a wall that keeps moving forward that you can't you can only skate go. backwards. Yeah, yeah. It just until possession changes and the wall moves again, it just be you because it's just ridiculous. And it is we like to we like to have fun here uh, at the expense of the Blackhawks because God knows they deserve it. But 
it's it is a league wide epidemic that most of overtime is spent skating backwards and skating. You've got possession in the zone. Eh, I don't like it. I'm going to go back to the neutral zone or maybe the defensive zone and, and survey things again. Yeah, it's 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 teams playing not to lose. And when you've got two teams that have nothing to who have done a right. lot of losing, right? Like, right. Those, Just it, when it's the Hawks like, and Coyotes, they should be going for broke the entire overtime. I can see if you're battling for playoff position or whatever, but come on, yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Let's just try to score and go home. Just make it exciting. That's 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 right. what this Blackhawks team and what I would imagine the Coyotes want to do as well just make it exciting as you as you suck like you know just be yeah. just try you suck and, with style please. try and just try and be entertaining be bad, if you're gonna lose, entertain me please if you're gonna lose at least like you know go you go go down in flames or or get some glory to it like you know just yeah the the, the cycling hey, we, we got we got around. a fan in from chile hey Renzo nice. From chile nice Cheers. it's probably middle afternoon Renzo. there it's uh, <laughs> it, it is officially Thursday here in Chicago. So thanks for yes, checking in. There we go. That is uh, good stuff is right there. We'll we appreciate everybody out. checking in and Ryan and uh, no expert. Yeah, I got that. I decoded that there internet you lingo. Right. Well, you're you're uh, in the right place. No expert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forty goals for Alex Debrinkin. That and that's really the story of the night. Yeah. Let's let's focus on a guy who had been stuck on thirty nine for. Longer than I imagined he would be. And you know he's got the monkey off his back uh, feeling good about that. And uh, the Hawks have a really great hockey player in Alex Dabrinkit. And I spent some time in the CHGO members only Discord during the intermissions today. A couple times it came up, like, are the Hawks going to trade Dabrinkit? And I can't fathom that. It's not every day you find a guy like him that can score at the rate he can I, I know. I know he's your most valuable asset right now to get back a bunch of pieces, but what are the odds you're going to get a piece back that's as good as Alex Dabrinkit? I find that hard to believe, and I think Kyle Davidson has shown some creativity in acquiring picks and acquiring prospects. I don't think you need to trade Alex Dabrinkit. Alex Dabrinkit should be wearing a C on his sweater when Jonathan Taves decides to uh, move on or get traded or whatever happens with Jonathan Taves. Um, I think Alex Dabrinkit's next captain. He's certainly, to me, not trade bait. Go ahead, Greg. I agree. Um, you know, when you trade players of that caliber first, you don't see it that often, but you never get full value. Never. Right. Um, you know, everybody thought the Buffalo Sabres were going to get, you know, this mad haul for Jack Eichel. And, I mean, I know you're the biggest Alex Tuck fan on the planet, Jay, but... Uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> they, uh, we're getting Sam on in the offseason, and him, <laughs> him and I are going to box verbally. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I don't see Trainer. Listen, he's a great player, great goal scorer, yep. and you got to have some reason to get Hawks fans to buy tickets to see this team over the next couple of years. That's your guy. Regardless of what happens with Kane and Taves, they're not the draw they once were, even if they are back beyond next season. He's your marketable guy. Um, you, you know, maybe get him a little more, you know, uh, exposure in front of the camera. Get his personality out there. He's your marketable he's, guy. And he's got one. They've yeah. definitely used him in a lot of different markets. As they should. And they should because yeah. he's your guy going forward. Mm -hmm. He's your next superstar. Um, you know, he's already, you know, he is yeah, a star. A, yeah. But he's your marketing guy. He's the guy you put on the on the tickets. He's the guy you, you put on the website, front and center. You know, he's the one that's going to sell tickets. He's the one that's going to be on the billboard as you're driving down the highway. So, and they need a guy like that yeah. because, and you know, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about Seth Jones, but he's not a guy who's homegrown. He's not a guy who a lot of fans are on board with because of the contract, because of the term, because of the cost, all those sort of things. After next season, Alex Debrinkit probably is the face of your franchise. And if you move him, who do you got? You can't give it to Kirby Doc yet because he hasn't proven it on the ice. Great kid, seems like a good guy, handsome young man, certainly marketable, but he has to he has to create results on the ice before he becomes, you know, the, the head of your marketing pitches. Uh, Alex Debrinkit right now is your sole marketing marketable player aside from Taves and Kane, and and I think the Hawks realize that. And look, maybe that should not dictate hockey decisions, but we've seen like they can be bad enough with Alex Debrinkit on the roster, and I think he should be the guy. Like I said 
wearing the C when the rebuild is coming to an end and this team's ready to win again. He'll be 26, 27, 28 years old. Uh, and, and they'll be coming out of the rebuild a little bit, maybe getting some, uh, not so great playoff spots, but that's the guy I want leading this team for the next generation. I hope they don't trade him. I would understand it if they did, but I hope they don't. I agree with, with, with everything you guys have said. And I, and I second that my biggest question with, DeBrincat moving forward is he's going to get a hefty payday for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a 40 goal scorer now this season. He he was on pace for 50 last year. And he's the 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 issue I think, the biggest issue he has is not his size. It is his ability to score without guys like Taze and Kane and Strom playing with him. Can he be a player that can create his own offense and, or does he rely a lot on being set up for one timers or being able to have other players create space for him? We're going to find out. Yeah. It's interesting right. I, right. That's the, that, but, but I think that's, that's one of my, one of my few hesitations with him being the, the key driver of the offense yeah. moving forward is can he actually drive it on his own or is he kind of a product of having other high-level talent around him? Because if he doesn't have high-level talent around him, can he score 40, 30-plus? It's a tough question to answer because since he's come here, he's been one of the Hawks' biggest offensive threats. Mm -hmm. So he was going to play on the top six no matter what. So we haven't really seen him without skilled players. Like, we're seeing now Jonathan Taves in, like, today's second line, but overall, recently, the third-line role when the team is healthy with Radish and with Kubelik sometimes and yada, 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 Sam Lafferty sometimes. And we have not seen DeBrinkett in the situation where he is the top threat on a line yet. Um, I don't know. I mean, does the size prevent him from being your best player? Maybe. But the game has changed, right? Patrick Kane is your best player, and he's not huge by any means. Um, I don't know. It's, It's an interesting thought because after next year we might very well find out if Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane decide they want to move on and not be Blackhawks anymore or the Hawks just say look we can't afford to pay you we're rebuilding thank you for your service mm-hmm. thanks for the memories right um the will be the number one offensive option and, and that's when it's going to have to show so that's an interesting question and hopefully something we'll never have to answer because if Lucas Reichel develops in to a number one center then that's going to be DeBrinkett's line yeah. mate for the rest of his time here. So yeah. that's the hope. And hopefully maybe Kirby Doc can can finally take his game to the next level and become a number two or number one center. Um, but that remains to be seen. So we're going to find out. A DeBrinkett-Reichel-Doc line in two years could be a thing. Sure. <laughs> it could be absolutely yeah. nothing either. It could be. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to have to wait it's and see. It's a lot of hope. You know, it's a lot of hope. It is a lot of hope, but, you know, that's what else do we got to hope for right now? Right, exactly. I mean, that's that's all we got until we start restocking that cupboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Brinkett size, and you said Kane. You know, he's been the superstar, and he's not a big guy. And a little bit difference between the two is like the Brinkett is the kind of guy that will go to the dirty areas of the mm-hmm. ice, will throw a check, will mix it up, will stand up for a teammate. So, you know, I, yeah, we've, we've seen him do that a few yeah, times. I mean, and that's, I think that's a lot of that is why, you know, uh, you, Jay thinks he should be the next captain. I don't disagree with that at all based on what's here right now. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens with the Brinkett. I, I hope he's here for the duration of this. So he's rewarded with some, some good teams and some playoff hockey, uh, you know, he's a, he's still young. He, he still hasn't hit prime stretch of his career you're gonna have to give him a big pay raise at some point but you know those Kane and Taze contracts are gone eventually you got some money to free up you know salary cap isn't gonna be an issue for this team for a while um you know and then we'll probably just devote some shows of the offseason about you know why the salary cap needs to go away because the Blackhawks if Kyle <laughs> Davidson does it right are going to eventually lose a bunch of these great young players that he's going to draft for us, hopefully, because, you know, the salary cap is stupid. You're punished for being, yeah, you're punished for being a good draft team. We saw it with the the first 
you know, we saw it. First cup team. Yeah, those 2010 teams, those teams had to be dismantled, you know, somehow. Well, look, I mean, Saad, Panarin, Teravainen, yeah. even after the 2010 team. Right. You lost a lot of you good, to, good you, guys you yeah. signed or developed simply because of cap restrictions. And, you know, Tampa Bay has done a better job of, of, of weathering that storm. A lot of that has to do is because they actually draft well while winning. That's mm. something the Blackhawks never did. They also um, haven't vastly overpaid some of their players. Right. Well, that too. Well, and, and that's how Pittsburgh has stayed competitive, where yeah. Crosby takes $2 million under market value, and Malkin does it too, and Latang does it too. Sam Bowman's like, this is what you're worth. This is what you're yeah, getting. Here, mm-hmm. don't, no, 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 no. You're not, I'm not going to give you that. And it also helps, it also helps uh, Florida no state income tax. So you could actually yeah, pay po- a guy a million dollars less than he would make, and he'd actually still be making more money than if he was on the Blackhawks. Yeah. So that's an advantage that that team has. But uh, yeah, it's lots to talk about when it comes to that. Hopefully, Alex Debrinkit is still around. Uh, when you know we're as excited as Matt and Dave are <laughs> over a playoff win, uh, I'm sure you can hear that. I know January said she was watching the Bulls on her phone. I bet you if you turn up the volume loud enough on this, you'll get the simulcast. <laughs> you'll get the sound bleeding through. We're in the radish garden tonight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this room was built for three people, but we're, we're making here. it work. We're, we're making, making it work. Yeah, uh, crammed a third chair in there. We made it work today. Yeah. yeah it's it's. I'm a little sweaty, but that's not that's not different. <laughs> got a comment here from Sean on the Debrinka topic. Uh, what if you get a return like Columbus got for Seth Jones, two top first round picks and a the Blackhawks can't prospects. trade with themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's well, Col- when Columbus hires Stan Bowman, yeah, really. we'll give yeah. him a phone call. Well, here, here's my just in general. My whole thing is no one is untouchable. If someone's going to come to you and be like, "We'll give you five first round picks and fifty billion dollars for your franchise," and Yes, you should listen to every call that comes in. Mm-hmm. If Edmonton's like, we're tired of Connor McDavid, okay, like, well, <laughs> yeah. let's work something out then. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, there's no one that's untouchable, and, and everything should be considered, but unless there's some sort of can't miss offer for Alex to bring it, I, I think there's more value in hanging on to him. Because I just, like I said earlier, I don't think that you're going to draft a player that's going to end up being better than Alex Dabrinkit is. He is going to score 50 at some point. It's going to happen. And hopefully he'll get to the point in his career where the goals and the assists even out a little bit better this year. He's got 40 and 36, 35, 35, new, uh, new career high. 35. Yeah. So or tied his career high at 35. Yeah. So that's, you know, for a long time, he looked, he was going to be, Big goals, low assists. He's starting to even it out a little bit. He's definitely becoming he, a better passer. That's didn't he sure. start the season with like? Tw- didn't he get like to twenty goals and had like six assists? Yeah, it was or always something ridiculous. Something like that with him, yeah. Something it was. Wild, it was yeah. like Debrinkit was scoring all the goals and Kane was getting all the assists, and now they've kind they've of evened out a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, well, and I think in the thing too is with, with like with the Brandon Hagel situation, the Blackhawks brought him in as an as an unsigned. Uh, player as an unsigned drafted player and they struck gold with him. He was a, a fantastic player here. And then they got an offer that you couldn't turn down and flipped him for more fu- you know, future assets that you probably have a, a better chance of one of those fu- future assets turning into a Brandon Hagel than you do with an Alex to where if you get a massive amount of future assets for Alex to the the likelihood that one of them are going to be another 30 40 maybe 50 goal scorer is much lower than finding another Brandon Hagel. And the other thing too is like the Blackhawks kind of struck gold with Brandon Hagel, but they also did the same thing with Alex Debrinkit. If he was 6 foot tall, he would have been a top 10 pick in his draft. Yep. Yeah. But because he was so because he's so small, he fell to the second round and the Blackhawks basically were just like, "Oh, okay, a guy who scored three straight years with 50 goals in the OHL, we'll scoop him right up." Oh, and he had that and, attitude problem. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why he was cut from Team problem. USA. I yeah. haven't seen any of that since uh, he's been yeah, here. Yeah, he's so. been nothing but not like at all a model citizen here. Yeah, he's been easily one of the, the the fan favorites on and off the ice. So I so I think to the point of you know the the, the massive haul you could get in a Debrinkat trade would, would be yeah it would be something that would be really hard to pass up. But it's also like the likelihood you're going to find something to equal his right. value in that kind of deal is 
much lower than what we saw what, in like something Austin like Austin Matthews Hagel. demands a trade out of Toronto because he's sick of losing in the first round, and they're like, hey, how about we do Alex to bring it for Austin Matthews? Well, no, he's going to Arizona. Because that's where from, he's from. Yeah, it's because he's from Arizona. Right. So, so, why, so, so he could sell out that 3,000-seat arena. He will. <laughs> hey, if anyone can sell out a 4,000-seat arena, it's Austin Him Matthews. and all his beer buddies are the only people at the, at the uh, arena. They can all moon security guards. Uh, your point is oh. good, though, Mario. Because like, oh. let's say you trade Alex to bring it for three draft picks of varying value, right? And you turn them into three Brandon Hagels. Your team's worse. Your team's worse. Yeah. You yeah. you have to have people that you can rely on to score consistently. Mm-hmm. And you're just not going to get that with late first-round picks or whatever. I don't know. Again, nothing should be completely off the table. But unless there is something that's an absolute no-brainer, I think it makes sense to hang on to them. And look, I, I, you could see in the game tonight and a couple games that this 40-goal this marker has been weighing on him a little bit. Um, we're seat, seeing him it, fumble it, pucks yeah. like we've never seen before. And even in overtime, there were a few missteps from him over skating. Um, I think now that it's passed and he finally has hit the accomplishment, uh, we're going to see him look a lot more like the Alex Debrinkit we saw for a lot of, not that he's been bad, but just a little bit more off relaxed. a little bit. Off yeah. A little, yeah he's, right. a, he's a type of guy. He's got his 40. Now if he's going to grip that stick a little lighter. I wouldn't put hitting 50 and getting 10 goals in the next six games. <laughs> He's, if there's one guy to do it, hey, he can do it. There's got to be a points bet bet on that. And uh, we'll look, and That'd you be should nice. too, because the best you way to support. The best with well, I'm learning from the best, man. Hey, you I'm are smooth. the master segwayer. Uh, but the best way to support CHGO is to download that points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our awesome web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker. That happens when you make a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better just in time for the NBA playoffs, PointsBet introduces their new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your Live Same Game Parlays. Watch Live, Parlay Live, and Boost Live with PointsBet. And now, reminder, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download that PointsBet app Sign up from start to finish from your couch, from your shower, if you're a weirdo like me, from your bed, (laughs) wherever you are, you can make it happen. So do it. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We do want to thank everybody for staying up with us on a late night. I hear there was some other sporting event in Chicago tonight. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. But to have people here uh, supporting us at 1215 in the morning, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. And awesome. reminder, uh, today, just today, the CHGO Sports Facebook page launched. Go to yeah. www, that's for World Wide Web, <laughs> dot facebook.com slash CHGO Sports. Hey. And make sure you like the Facebook page. Can I do a same game, same game live parlay? parlaying the over of the Marcus Rosen points and the over of Matt Peck F-bombs in the course of game Ooh, three. Probably over. could, yeah. Over. over. I think over. Take I'm, over. Sure, I'm sure the line on that will be like 103 and a half, and I'm still going over. I think you take the over. Yeah. Because he because he he tosses his hat and throws <laughs> out the F, F-bombs. <laughs> For even for good things, good, good <laughs> moments too. Right? It's not bad. It's not all bad. Yeah. The way our office is set up here, they're watching on the other side of a wall. So I couldn't. He's yelling the whole game, but I couldn't tell if they were winning or losing because it was no different if they were up by fourteen or down by fourteen. Yeah. It's the same emotion. Uh, I think we should raffle tickets to charity to people to watch Seriously. a game with them. But see, if you want to yeah. watch a game with them, they're going to be Make right down the street. Friday. Uh, Friday night, the third rail on Madison. They're going to be there, both Big Dave and Matt. Game yeah. three, while it's going out at the United Center. It's going to be a wild one. be a watch party. So if you're into that, if you're into the Bulls playoffs, if you're in 
to just being out and enjoying an adult beverage on a Friday night. You're into the vibes. Head over to the third rail. It's our first ever CHGO watch party. Yeah, and, and, and uh, get, a, get a feel for the vibe that we have curated here at CHGO Sports because, look, anytime something new launches, everyone's like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. But really, the atmosphere here, we talk about it all the time off the air, guys, like, we are just pinching ourselves. Like, is this real? Like, is this, is someone going to like, ah, psych, this is not your real job back to the <laughs> office. You know, it's, it's amazing how, how cool this has been and the immediate support we've gotten from our fans. I did a intermission discord uh, AMA today during a meaningless Hawks game at 10 o'clock at night. And there's a bunch of people in there asking questions about the Hawks and about life and everything. It's just the community we're growing here at CHGO is incredible and we couldn't do it without all of you who are watching and participating and subscribing to the podcast and liking the YouTube page and now liking the Facebook and becoming CHGO members. It's been just fantastic, and uh, we greatly appreciate it, and it's only going to get better from here. But, yeah, join those guys Friday night at the third rail on uh, Madison for a watch party, and that's going to be just a just a little hint of things to come here at CHGO. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. It'll be a lot Without giving away too much, though, it's going to be a lot of watch parties in our future. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Lots. Yes. Lots and lots. Yes. A real lot. And hopefully yeah. they'll involve the, the Blackhawks when, we'll watch in, some, in some meaningful games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> opening night's meaningful. Yeah. For like the second period. And then uh, <laughs> that's when their playoff hopes will and be Then they hatched. announce the opening lineup, and you're like, oh, yeah. shoot. <laughs> Once the puck drops, the playoff, they're officially eliminated from the playoff. No, we'll. Uh, and it's, we'll uh, it's like the family guy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, Here's the opening pitch, and the season's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if they're not going to be fun on the ice, we can make it fun off the ice. Yes. We'll do our best. We will. Yeah. We'll and, do our best. And we've said this a lot too like, rebuilds can be fun. Watching the growth, seeing the guy. Like, I think. Just people we're going to talk about tonight. Alec Regula, Alex Vlasic. A month ago, Derek King said Alex Vlasic can't play in the NHL. He's like, he's just not ready. Mm-hmm. He, he's not ready to play in the NHL. We're not going to play him at all. He's going to play four minutes a night, once a week. All of a sudden, he's become an impactful player for the Hawks in a month. I think somebody said it in the comments earlier. Uh, who would have thought that Alex Regula and... Alex Vlasic would both have their first NHL goal before Lucas Reichardt. <laughs> right. It was, uh, well, it was our guy. Yeah, yeah. It was our guy, Skokes, who yeah. we were temporarily convinced was a bot. This is true. Because Skokes <laughs> would like tweets before I would hit send. I'd be like, boop, liked. He, like, what the hell? was a little scary, and I did he's, see. He's I on top see, of it. I did see his comment. It. it made me a little worried because I did see his comment the other night. He's a, he's a St. Patrick alum, as I am. And I believe he also lives in Howard Heights, where I live. So Yeah, he lives in a tree outside uh, your house. We keep telling you this. <laughs> well, there is a golf course across the street. So maybe, do you live on the golf course, Skokes? Because, you know, do I need to Google how to uh, obtain a restraining order? No, I'm kidding. You've got to get the blackout curtains like we have in here. No one can see what I'm pointing at. But the blackout <laughs> curtains in here to soundproof it from Big Dave and Matt. Uh, they're not working. <laughs> no, no, you're gonna you're gonna have to you know seal you're gonna have to seal us into this room. We're gonna have to, to be. We're just gonna it. have to do our ne- next time. Next time we're uh, we got dual podcasts with the with the Bulls guys. We'll just go on the roof. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, not today though. Not today. <laughs> that would not be fun. That would um, not be fun. All right, well, should we get to the uh, the fourth stars of the game? I mean, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, let's do it. We it's got a, it's some a good way to segue to. into that young defenseman the, talk. The, le- the legal department says we have to. I'm going to give mine to uh, Alec Regula. I really liked his game tonight. I really liked his game lately. Five shots on goal for Alec Regula. And there's a moment I wanted to point out that I'm sure a lot of people missed. And it was a very small thing. But in the first period... There was a loose puck in front of Kevin Lankinen. Regula corralled the puck with one hand, fended off the Coyotes player with the other, and calmly got out of danger. It's a little thing that I sort of noticed in an otherwise meaningless part of the game. These are the sort of little things when you look for a player's development. A week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you might have seen Regula freak out and panic a little bit in that situation. He handled it like a veteran. It looked like Marion Hosa, one hand <laughs> fending off the skater with the other hand stick handling in a very dangerous area, right in front, right in the slot, right in front of the crease. A really small <laughs> thing, but very impressive from Alec Regula. And uh, he, I just think that he has really ascended for this team. And I really like what he's brought. You're seeing him confident with the puck. 
Uh, and if we were talking about it before, I I sort of forgot that he was part of the Nick Schmaltz trade. No, he was the he part was of the, uh, in so the, the trade the Perlini, tree. He's part yeah, of he was it. in the yeah. trade tree. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, he was one one for one with uh, Perlini a few years ago. Yeah. So um, seems I like just, that turned out well. I really like what he has shown. I think that he has earned the trust of Derek King and clearly uh, Kyle Davidson as well. So as we talk about like who has developed under Derek King, that list is starting to grow. Mm-hmm. Regula, Vlasic, uh, you know, even people like Lafferty, Radish, those guys have gotten better since they've come to Chicago. So I thought Regula played great, so he gets my four star. All right. I just apparently Skokes is my actual neighbor. I, <laughs> um, I you guys, you went young. I'm going to go old. I'm going Jonathan Taves. Uh, we've been very critical of Jonathan Taves when he's earned it, but it's only fair to give him the credit when he's earned that. And he had a great game today. He had yep. the primary assists on the first two goals, had a very productive game today. That line with him, with Kubalik and Tyler Johnson like has looked line. really good the last two games. Uh, <clears throat> Going to give a quick shout out to Tyler Johnson too. Uh, he's been, you know, as a guy. The other, uh, the, if you listen to our audio only uh, podcast on Tuesday, we talked about his comments, and you know, he was out there. Taves took that boarding penalty in the second period, and he was the first guy in there defending mm-hmm. his captain. And he's a guy that could have packed it in and said, "Nope, next surgery, I'm not coming back to this mess." But he's been out there and he's been productive. But I'm going to give it to Jonathan Taves. Two assists, won 79% of his face-offs. Hey. Uh, was not that's on, pretty good. That's, last time <laughs> I checked, yes. That's that not will, bad. That, that will, uh, you'll win a lot of games if your top-line center, well, he's not the top, whatever. You know what I mean. Uh, if you got a center winning 80%, there you go. Hey, nice. Um, so, yeah, give a give a shout-out to Jonathan Taves. He's my fourth star. Uh, so, way to go. Let a few, you know, that's good. Th- we, were criti- we were questioning his effort. No question about his effort tonight. Good to see. Not at all. And I uh, I went with the, the the first NHL goal scorer, Alex, Vla- uh, Alex Vlasic. Uh, 14 minutes tonight uh, of ice time, a pretty pretty decent amount for uh, for him after having, you know, a, a couple games where it was just five, six, seven minutes. Um, much, you know, much of the same for, for him and, and Regula in the last handful of games where they've been given a lot more responsibility. Uh, they've really ran with it and and have looked way more competent at the NHL level than they did uh, earlier this season when, when you know, Ragul was getting his first opportunities and uh, earlier this month when, um, or this, since the trade deadline, with, uh, with, with Vlasic when, you know, he was get, getting thrown in there, would get like one minute in the first period and like, mm-hmm. you know, was, was barely getting a look and now he's, you know, making the most of it and getting jumping into the offense uh, a lot more often for a guy who has not been billed as an offensive player whatsoever. Um, then very interested to see uh, his, his confidence grow and be able to, you know, carry the puck into the offensive zone and, and create a couple of things. So he gets the, uh, the, the fortunate bounce gets the first goal uh, tonight of his NHL career. Hopefully it's a, Long and fruitful one, um, yeah. and it's you know it's is interesting a, that the pickle of fruit <laughs> is it? I don't know. Can be. That's this is actually is a, a cucumber. A, a Stephen, you're it's healthy. Actually, you a question us. I, I have. Like it's a vegetable because if a cucumber is a pickle, I thought man, fruits have seeds and cucumbers have seeds. Cucumbers have seeds, yeah. Because my my wife told me that Google an Google avocado it. is a fruit, and that blew my mind. <laughs> to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the crap. And, uh, sorry. So. so <laughs> So my 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 daughter just turned six months today, and cucumbers are fruit. Cucumbers confirmed. are a fruit, so pickles Google are the fruit. There you go. My uh, my my daughter turned six months today, and recently we've been starting the uh, the solid foods. Obviously, making them into a puree so she can eat them. But um, we started with avocado and pumpkin, and I was like, oh, it's great that you know we're starting with vegetables, like getting her a taste of health. My wife's like, those those are fruits. And I was like, an avocado's a fruit? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, a pumpkin's a fruit? And she's like, yeah, pumpkin's fruit. And I I honestly, like, I, I thought I was losing my mind. But <laughs> apparently, avocado and pumpkin are fruits. And, and cucumbers are fruits, so therefore pickles are fruits. The more you know, yes. flying <laughs> over our heads. This is the stuff you learn on Late CHGO Blackhawks. Yeah. After this, dark. This is what we, this is what we have uh, to get into. By the way, I want to apologize in advance forever for saying Alec 
Regula and Alex Vlasic or flipping them. Yeah. Because every time I say one, I'm like Alec and Alex. Was it is he Alex or Alec? Which one is which? It's Alec Regula and Alex Vlasic. Mm-hmm. But I will screw that up all the time. Too many, too many Alec. Yeah, Alec, Alex on this team. Yeah. We used to have a Brandon problem. Now we got an Alex yeah. problem. <laughs> Just a quick brief uh, before I want. I think we should give this man a shout out to. Uh, we do our four star because we pick a guy that wasn't a three star of the game. The Knights three stars were Alex DeBrinket, obviously game winning goal, Dominic Kubalik, and then they gave the third star to Andrew Ladd, who had an assist tonight, playing in his one thousandth career game. So one thousand uh, stick tap to Andrew Ladd, member of that two thousand ten. Um, Stanley Cup winning team, two-time mm-hmm. Stanley Cup winner, won one with Carolina in 06. You know, I, when I dr- hearing about it, I was like, man, Andrew Ladd's played in 1,000 games, but you forget how long he's been in the league. I mean, I know his mm-hmm. stint with the Islanders is rather forgetful, but he played some games there. So yeah. <laughs> congratulations, Andrew Ladd. Great guy. 1,000 games. Got it against the Blackhawks. Had an assist tonight. So um, just uh, yeah, a That's off to him. Yeah. Uh, I got a question in the chat from Michael asking about my hoodie. Uh, I got this hoodie at the Blackhawks store. There you go. There you go. That's it. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine if it, if you go to cbhshop.com, no it's a free story. Plug. Uh, that, I know it's very boring, but I I walked in. I'm like, eh, it's cold. I need a I need a new hoodie. One please. So I I, I like. <laughs> I want a hoodie that guy's name Michael will give me compliments on. Which one should I buy? I've always been a fan of the Tomahawks. I do too. And I also love the green. That the mm. Hawks use, and it was one of my favorite things about our CHGO graphics, is that we really use the green a lot. I noticed on NBC Sports Chicago they use yellow, I like the yellow, as like yeah. the third color. Use the green; it really pops, and that's yeah. that's the primary reason I bought this because I love the green on the Tomahawks. Well, speaking so of, there you go. Green. It was for the low low price of seventy nine ninety nine. Hey. This can be your. It hey. is super nice though. It is it is by far my nicest quality sweatshirt. hoodies usually cost and therefore more than they my should. nicest piece of clothing yeah mm-hmm. it's, your, it's your church hoodie yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your Sunday best right. my funeral well yeah. speaking of things that are green that pop let's talk ooh, about hemp ooh, ooh, and let's talk oh, about <laughs> my goodness the crown is passed <laughs> <laughs> Our live studio audience. That's it. it. I'm out. I'm leaving on top. (laughs) But seriously, though, let's talk about hemp and CBD infused coffee. You want to start your day with a competitive edge. You want to learn how to do segues as good as I do. Get yourself some Strava Craft Coffee because it is a game changer. And it has helped thousands of people, including everybody sitting right here, to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava deliver, delivers delicious, fresh, roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD, CBD from hemp. It doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer a lot of really great be- benefits. Like, you're going to feel alert and focused without the jitters, so you can do a late-night hockey po- podcast post-game show. <laughs> you're going to live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Sign me the F up for all of that. <laughs> Plus, including CBD in your daily daily routine, uh, you can even enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling even better. I've been drinking the Strava coffee for a couple of weeks. I love it. Great cup of coffee. You get all the benefits from CBD. I know, Jay, recently you cracked open your first bag, and you're yes, loving I it. Yes, I did. It's great. And you know what the best part about it is? That it's all about the quality. Everything is small batch. It's fresh, and Strava will ship it direct to your door. You don't even have to leave the house. You can do it. You can order it in the shower while you're placing your bets. <laughs> Strava also offers. Don't judge me. Hey, I'm. I, I'm that's a productive shower. That's squad holes right there. Uh, I don't even know where I'm at in this read anymore. But all I know is you could save 25% on your Strava coffee. Uh, all you got to do is when you go to StravaCraftCoffee.com, use the promo code CHGO25 when you check out, and we're gonna they're going to take off 25% of your order. That's CHGO25 at checkout. And if you're already a big fan, and why wouldn't you be? We've been raving about this product for weeks now. Uh, you can subscribe and save big time by joining the Strava Coffee Club with, the, with Strava. They put you in control. You can save on your favorite coffees, and have it shipped to your door or office whenever you want it. You tell them, I want my coffee there by this date. They're going to get it there for you. 
So once again, that's Strava, S-T-R-A-V-A, craftcoffee.com. Um, I did it again and moved on before we actually named our fourth star. Ah, yes. Oh, well, yeah. Let's give it to Vlasic. First sure. career goal. First career goal. Woo! By the way, I'm looking goal, at the... He, t- he, he let us learn that a pickle is technically a fruit. Yeah. Yes. So, See, so much go. value in this yes. game. And I, <laughs> you know, I don't know how to read these things, and I, I'll hold it up to the screen there. These game scores, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what it means. I think the farther on the right you are, the better hockey player you are. The longer line you have, the better you are at (laughs) hockey. So Alex Vlasic was the highest rated uh, Blackhawk in this game. He was four and a half. (laughs) So I I can explain game score. Thank you. A little bit. Please explain. So so game score (laughs) is, it's a different number of metrics that bring you up to like one is good. Mm-hmm. Because it's the the game score score is supposed to kind of reflect like how many points you would have produced or scored in a game. So him being what was it four point five? Uh, almost four and a half. Yeah. Almost four like and 4. a half 3. means that he would have like factored into four points in the game. Okay, cool. I like the, yeah. That's that's, a good that's way the to best it. way that yeah. I can explain it to so how I understand it 60 minutes he would have gotten four points or whatever something or, like that yeah. all right so here's the top well we'll go top seven Vlasic Jones Taves Kubelik McCabe Johnson Regula yeah that checks with what we saw in the yeah. ice okay which I've, leads us very nicely into our next topic guess who was last on the Blackhawks Ooh, ooh, I know oh. yes I know Eric Gustafson that is correct hey. he was a minus one and a I half. don't need no fancy graph to tell me he was the worst <laughs> player I need two eyeballs. So he's minus one and a half, the lowest rated player on the game scorecard. And I caught this piece of audio earlier today. This is from the morning skate. Uh, Derek King was asked flat out by the athletics. Mark Lazarus, Eric Gustafson, WTF. (laughs) We can fire that cut up, Steve. I know he's a member of the team. So it's kind of a dumb question, but why, why do you keep putting Gustafson back in knowing that, you know, you, talked about the young guys i need to get in more and things like that. why do you keep why has it been important you to get everybody and even the veterans? well it's it's more those uh those three guys calvin caleb and gus and just kind of rotating them i mean he's here he's part of the team we got it and you know he maybe give us some power play uh, quarterback he, he's, he brings something different and it's and it's not based on play it's just it's the human element of it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, these guys are here. They've been a part of the team all year. And I'm just going to go, you know what? You're not playing the last 10 games because I need to play, but we got our young guys in and they're going to stay in and we'll just get a rotation going. So, and then we'll see maybe Gus comes out or Stilly comes out and they understand it's been laid out to them. So that's the reason. Do we have a fart noise? Uh, <laughs> Sound I can, effect. I could probably muster one up if we wanted. <laughs> I got a sad trombone. We're in close quarters. Let's not do that. If we're in Studio A. I'd be fine. I with mean, that. so I can I can understand it. Yeah, and I can I can stomach it because Vlasic and Regula have developed and have been giving a, been given a lot of opportunity and earned those opportunities. So I can understand and stomach the reasoning. I still don't like it because I still don't think Eric Gustafson should be playing these minutes, but I can understand it. And the other thing is I can appreciate King being able to have the communication with those players, veterans like Calvin DeHaan and Eric Gustafson um, to say like, Hey, like we're, you're just going to be part of this rotation here at the end because we're trying to figure out a couple different things else, you know, a couple other things with their roster, with their lineup. So I can appreciate him being able to get that message across to those players and for them to accept it. I don't know if they're that okay with it, but they can accept it. And, and that's the role that they're playing. I, 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 I still don't like it, but I, get I am it. with you. I understand what he's saying. And there is, I'm a big believer in the human element. It's something that I try to fall back on all the time when I'm thinking about, evaluating a game or a player or a strategy or a lineup or whatever. Yeah. But eh, he's gotten enough of an opportunity. He was basically rescued and given another contract here because Caleb Jones was hurt to start the season. I think you've given everything Eric Gustafson deserves. He's gotten and probably a little bit more and it's nothing against him. I'm sure he's a fine teammate and yes, he does bring a little something different to the team than some of the other guys. But at this point, 
Mario, you're right. As long as Vlasic and Regula are playing, and even to me, like Riley Stillman, I want to find out what we actually have in Riley Stillman. He needs to play. I get it. If it's DeHaan and Gustafson switching in and out, fine. But I just, I would just prefer to put the best team on the ice that you can, and the best team you can right now does not include Eric Gustafson, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I, I understand the line of thinking, but to be like, well, I just can't sit the guy for, for no good reason. Well, I got like 100 good reasons to sit him down. <laughs> First one is he's no damn good at hockey. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, bad hockey player. Why should he play? So, you know, whatever. I mean, it is. We got just a couple more games to deal with this. Yeah. Preferably, you know, if you're going to rotate guys, rotate the veteran guys and keep Caleb Jones out there, keep Riley Stillman out there, keep Regula and and Vlasic out there. These are the guys that are going to maybe be here when this team is competitive again. Eric Gustafson is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jake Gustafson. McCabe is not. Uh, Calvin DeHaan is not. So there's really no – you don't – sure, okay, veteran guys, we owe them. Do you, though? Do you really? I mean, <laughs> no, not really. You, can, you it's okay. I, I I I love Derek King. He's a nice guy, but every once in a while, it's okay to be a jerk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you well, got you got to have a little bit of that to to be the kind of you know the kind of the kind of coach that can really control a lineup to be like no 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 I'm making this decision you know to keep you out or, or to play this player extra. I do think too that that's something that he probably needs to improve at. I think he's very concerned with keeping everybody happy. And that's, as a coach, it's impossible. Like, you're just not going to have every player on your team full of professionals, full of millionaires, full of guys with a ton of pride. You can't make everybody happy all the time, and you've got to do what's best for the team. At this point, there's really nothing to play for, right? So I'm not super concerned about it. But if this is a playoff chase, I sure as hell hell hope Derek King isn't saying, well, you know... He's on the team, too, so he's got to be in. No, he damn doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Right now, it's okay, but when it counts, uh, no. you got to play the best Well, like, like we've kind of started noticing a little bit more and, and, and talking about a little bit more in the last few episodes, um, it makes me wonder if, if, if that kind of approach, if Derek King is just being like, ah, oh, we're just going to rotate guys in and out, if he's just kind of in this role as like, well, we're just riding out to the end of the season, including himself as coach. I think if if maybe if we were thinking of Derek King being the coach beyond this season, and if he was thinking of, you know, or or behind closed doors knew he had a chance at that role, maybe he would be taking some more definitive hard stances on who's in, who's out, things like that. But I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm, I'm thinking too much into it, but it seems like something that a coach who knows that their role is not beyond this season, there's just like, ah, I'm just going to keep everyone happy through the, through the rest of the season. Well, that's, it's interesting because we talked about earlier this week that we were all sort of surprised that the interim tag has not been taken off. And I, I feel like every day that goes by where it doesn't means less and less that he's going to be back. I don't know. Because I think if Kyle Davidson had made his mind up, he would have just done it. He would have done it, yeah. Like, what's the, what's the delay? What are you waiting for? You know? And just let yeah. him hit the offseason running, and the team knows, like, okay, this is the guy, so let's let's lean in and let's really, you know, buy in if we can. But, I don't know, it's just been it's been slower than I expected um, with that. And, and, again, I'm starting to have my doubts that he's going to be back. But we'll see. Yeah. If you missed it, by the way, uh, if you go to allchgo.com and you're a member, you can read the article we wrote, If Not Derek King, Then Who? We each made our pitches for, um, we did on the podcast as well, uh, we made our pitches for uh, for our other replacement coaches. So make sure you check that out as well. Got a question here on the CHGO Blackhawks Twitter, which you should follow as well, CHGO underscore Blackhawks from Vakitis. He said, can you guys cover who Jake McCabe is and when we got him? I know we have had someone wearing number six all year, but this is not the same dude. What made him remember how to hockey? Uh, Strava Coffee. Strava Coffee, yes. yes. Athletic Greens, greens. all those great things. He's a member at CHGO. That's probably the main thing. Um, I think that, you got to remember, he came back from a really devastating injury last year and just like Seth Jones early in the year, trying to live up to the big contract, probably trying to do too much. I think he's just sort of found his way, and he has gotten better as the year's gone on. 
Um, you're starting to see, especially lately, what they thought they were getting when they signed Jake McCabe. If if Jake McCabe continues to be the guy he's been over the last couple of weeks, good signing. But up until then, it had seemed like kind of a ooh, big overpayment, probably over overpaid for a guy that wasn't worthy of that contract. But over the last few weeks, he has been. So let's hope it continues in the he, next he year. Tied his career high in goals and uh, has a new career high in points. Or maybe I have that the other way around. He, t- he did tie his career high in goals. Four I think goals, he's, he's. I think he's got a career high in yes, points. Yeah. Career high twenty one points. So I think you're a little right. It took him a little bit of time and. Overall, it's not been a great season for Jake McKay, but we have seen him play well these last few weeks. And the, But even when it was going bad for him, there's one thing you can say about Jake McCabe. You can never have questioned his effort. Nope. Or, oh, his, yeah. or, his, or his, his fire and passion, my friends. That's exactly right. <laughs> he's always had that. Even when he's had his worst shifts of the season, you knew he was trying hard. Shifts. I said. I'm just making sure that we, not as worse. Well, I said booby traps. Not as worse shits of the so season. So he's. <laughs> I believe they he also those. leads the team in both hits and block shots. I believe this now is that Connor Murphy is, is has yeah. missed enough games, I think McCabe both leads the team in hits and block shots. He's, he's, he's a, had he's had a t- tie for his most goals, his most points. So it's 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 it's, it's so crazy to think. Sounds like, like a Norris Trophy. Yeah, it sounds so crazy to be like. He's had a horrible season, but he's got career bests in yeah. all these categories. Well, his, right? his, yeah, if you just brought up his stat page, you'd be like, wow, that's really good. But then yeah. if you watched him a few times this year, you're like, wow. As as the, as the Twitter follower said, well, I didn't know he knew how to hockey. Yeah, uh, There were a few yeah, times it, where he looked like he was in a blender and just going around in a circle. It's, it, but, you know, it, it's funny. This team is just so poor defensively. And... It's not just the defenseman. We saw an overtime, or no, it was the uh, game tying goal. It was a four yeah. four. Debrinket and Kane just, just like, yeah, we're just going to leave the zone here and let uh, Vlasic handle it. And then they had they took their sweet time. That's been a problem with the Hawks forwards all season long. They they all cheat and they get out of the zone. Yeah, and that's why these defensemen keep turning the puck over because nobody's there to help. There's them. no puck. You support. can't stretch past it in a neutral zone every stinking time. Right. These guys got to stay back and help their guy, help their defensemen, especially when you're talking about these young defensemen, because they see a veteran like a DeBrinket or a Kane, they're going to try and get them the puck, and that four and four, four the game tying goal, DeBrinket left or was leaving early, didn't get the pass, mm-hmm. and then him, both him and Kane took their sweet ass time getting back in the zone. Anton Strawman gets that shot off, and he's the guy that Debrinket should have picked up. You watch the goal, the goal score, and then here comes 88 and 12, just eh, coasting in. Yes, they made up for it in OT, yeah. but you know those are the little things that lose that bad hockey teams do, and they do that too often. <laughs> that's something that's always bugged me about Kane from the day he started. Like, there's no slower skater on earth than Patrick Kane when he has to go back to the defensive right. zone. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh. Someone nope. put concrete on the ice. What's going on? <laughs> that magical piano only shows up when the other team has the puck. Exactly. All right. Well, we've wa- we've we've wasted enough time to get to the lead. Uh, today is the 37th birthday of an absolute Blackhawks legend. Well, yesterday was. Oh, well, technically yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> but yes. Yes. it's not his birthday <laughs> anymore. Yes. Moving on. 420. Uh, Brent Seabrook, happy birthday. The author of my favorite moment of the dynasty knocking the red wings out in game seven. Uh, that was just to me as a longtime Hawks fan. And I talked about this today on Twitter and a lot of people agreed the cup winners are great, obviously. Right. But there is something symbolic about knocking out the red wings in a game seven in overtime in the official passing of the torch to the Hawks as the dominant team. And then the Western conference, that to me, after seeing the uh, having the Red Wings rip my heart out so many times during my fandom, to me, that goal from Brent Seabrook will always be my favorite singular moment of the dynasty. And he's got a ton of them, but that's the one for me. Well, and that whole that series was ridiculous because this was the the twenty thirteen. Hawks team was the the President's Trophy winner in the shortened season, starting the year, you know, unbeaten in regulation for 24 games. And they, you know, they they blow right through the wild in the first round. 
and they get the they get the game one victory against Detroit, and then they lose three Rain straight. They were down three one in that series, yep. and crawl you know clawed back to to get into a game seven. Should have won in regulation on the yeah. uh, on the Nicholas Jalmerson goal uh, that was called back on on incidental minors, and uh, they go to overtime and and Seabrook gets the the three one game winner. Um, yeah, it's it's it is my my absolute favorite. Seabrook moment, my absolute favorite non-cup clinching playoff goal. Um, I, I put it, I put it above Hosa's game five OT winner, just because of the fact that it was knocking out the Red Wings, mm-hmm. knocked them out of the Western Conference. Yes, they yes, did. yeah, Not just that, the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, yep. that's their true. ass to the East. That's right. <laughs> Runaway scared. Yeah, go, go back and suck in Detroit. Go suck for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a, a, a little more. I have another memory of Brent Seabrook. It, it kind of it was the 09-10 season, the first Cup year, second home game of the year. I remember this because uh, I, I was still a season ticket holder. I just started dating uh, a woman named Jill, who was my partner for ten years before she passed away three years ago. It was our first time I took her to a Hawks game, and it was that second game of the year, that Calgary game, where they were down 5-1 yeah. at the end of the first period. And jokingly, but not really jokingly, I always had a rule. If I, for the, if I took you to a game on my season tickets the first time and the Blackhawks lost, I don't think I ever asked you to come again. <laughs> and I said that to her, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to ever bring you to a game again. She goes, don't worry. They're going to win this game. And I was like, okay, whatever you say. And then all of a sudden, boom, they come back. And it was Seabrook that scored the overtime goal, and they won six to five. So that was a night where I remember, like, this team is special, yep. and I also felt like I had something special going on, and I did. And you know, so that's a game that always sticks out in my mind that Brent awesome. Seabrook uh, had a big part in. And so I'm going to send some happy birthday wishes down to Tampa, Florida, where I'm sure <laughs> Brent Seabrook is living right now. Yes, yeah. I when we were at the um, the Taves 1000th game in the suite with CHGO. And he kind of popped out behind the 19. I'm like, I got a little choked up because mm-hmm. it's the first time we'd really seen him back. Back around and the anyway, Blackhawks, we've seen yeah. video messages and stuff, but to see him on the ice again, and then it all got blown away when Hosa came out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Brent Seabrook will always be one of my favorite <laughs> Hawks just because, you know, talk about a guy who just left chunks of his body on the ice mm-hmm. every night. And people were hard on him towards the end, and I'm probably one of them. Yeah. But you got to remember the mileage on that guy and the hard minutes he played shutting down the top, you know, offensive line all the time, long playoffs, healthy. Most of his career, that dude played a crap ton of hockey and gave Chicago every last ounce he had and wanted to give them more. Mm -hmm. He wanted to give the Hawks more than he already did. And it just didn't pan out. So he will go down as one of the great Blackhawks of all time. He absolutely should. Number seven should hang from the Raptors for him. Then Chris Chelios, in my opinion, um, it's he's just been he's an icon to me. And uh, you know, before Taze, before Kane, there was Seabrook and Keith, and to see those guys develop from their rookie years, where they looked like, oh my god, these guys might not be able to play hockey, <laughs> to being people we talk about with with reverent tones, and and we should. Uh, that's the beauty of a rebuild. That's what makes it fun when you see. Alex Vlasic and Alec Regula become the next Keith and Seabrook. That's not going to happen, but you get my point. You get my point. Not with that attitude. Yeah, not. Exactly. That'd be nice though. That would be lovely. I would love that. If they, I mean, if, if, yeah, I, I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves here, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Seabrook is, is, is one of the legends uh, of, of the modern era. And you know, you, you look at the, the cup runs and, you know, he's he's definitely not one that gets all of the attention. He gets he definitely gets a lot of dessert attention, but if you pluck him out of that roster, I don't know if all three of those cups happen. They might not win one. He scored a lot of overtime goals. A lot, a lot, a lot and of just timely that Red goals. Wing goal, there was a, he scored a lot of in, timely in ones. the 2013 Cup yep. Final. And firmly uh, pulled the captain's head from his backside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a, wasn't he, didn't he have the goal in that triple overtime Predators game in 2015 wasn't didn't he have one of those mm-hmm. uh, i don't remember he had more than one i know that he had a bunch of, yeah yeah, uh, yeah he he scored one against against boston in the final yeah i think he scored game, a did he get five. it yeah he had an ot win. winner 
He had one of those Nashville, that 15 series, that weird series where it was yeah. Scott Darling and, and Corey Crawford. Oh, he okay. had, he had I, the, I think he had the game winner in that that triple overtime game at, at the United Center. Um, no, that was Keith. Well, all right, the game one? I, I don't know. There were too many, there were too many late night That's all right. Nashville games. Here's one thing I do know. A cucumber's a fruit. Thanks everybody <laughs> for joining us here on CHGO Blackhawks. We're back tomorrow night for another late start. 930 puck drop. <laughs> All right. All right. Woo, we thought sweet. we were loopy tonight. Just wait till tomorrow. <laughs> Couple things. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page. Hit that like button. Uh, YouTube.com slash CHGO sports. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at CH under CHGO underscore Blackhawks uh, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Make right. sure you hit that subscribe button. And let me tell you, if you want to do us a favor, five-star review on Apple Podcasts for us, that is like gold for podcasts. So if you got five minutes, hit that five stars, write a brief review about why you like the podcast. It would be hugely helpful and meaningful to the three of us if you could do us that kindness. It only takes a few seconds, and it is hugely, hugely helpful for us. So if you can do that, we'd greatly appreciate it. And one final reminder, we are, as always, presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. To get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Tonight. Tonight. On the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.